What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Footy Fetch podcast with myself, Alfie. We've got Ollie. You. And we've got Bardell. Dan Bardell. How's it going, boys? Very good. Happy New Year, good. everyone. Oh, yeah, I guess Happy New Year. It's first podcast in the new year, right? It is. It is. How is, yeah. uh, how is everyone's 2022 starting? Very good. You've, uh, you forgot to introduce two people on the podcast, Alf. You've got the mascots behind me. Oh, yeah. How are they doing? How's the boy Frank's Reggie? Yeah, they're good. They're good. Um, just a pre-warning now, anyone wearing headphones, you'll probably hear some dogs barking in the next half an hour when uh, my mum comes home from work, but you'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll move on. We'll, we'll move on. on. But, uh, but yeah, it's been a... Uh, well, feels like we haven't had Premier League in ages, but we had quite a good FA Cup round, I'd say. Um, obviously, the, the better of the two uh, cups in England. Not like yeah. the Tim Pot Carabao. Which uh, teams seem to be ducking. I know we're going to get onto Liverpool, but you know team, they're ducking out here, boys. But, um, but yeah, we'll start. We'll start with a bit of FA Cup, and we'll get on to you know, a couple transfer things here and there because there's some quite interesting ones that have already seemed to have happened. Um, and then yeah, we'll finish off by pre- just previewing a few of the games this weekend, the big ones for the return of the Premier League. Isn't there um, meant to be some games tonight? There's West Ham, Norwich tonight. Norwich. Obviously, Southampton beat Brentford 4-1 yesterday, I think, didn't they? In the end. Um, which is a huge result. Yes. That's a yeah. bloody surprising one. Um, yeah. yeah, they've been struggling to score goals all season, Southampton, but bagging four against Brentford, man. Not bad. Yeah, but uh, not too bad. But let's have a look at this FA Cup. Well, well the, big, the big things of the FA Cup, I suppose there's one place to start. Um, yeah, Ollie. Oh, Ollie already knows. Nottingham That's Forest not... one, Arsenal nil. Ollie, your boys, um, no. absolutely. Well, just just fucked it, didn't you? Yeah, it was a bit of a, a bit of a sort of weird game, really. Um, I watched an hour of it. I then went for dinner about an hour in, so luckily missed the horrible stages of the game. But I don't, I just don't understand what was going on with it, to be honest. Um, I know, obviously, we were playing a. A fairly different lineup to what we've been going with uh, recently. Um, so Leno in goal, obviously we normally start in uh, Ramsdale at the moment. Um, Cedric Suarez at right back instead of Tommy Asu. Ben White, obviously that's where he normally plays. Holding in the middle instead of Gabriel. That's probably Not one of the main him. reasons why he was bloody awful. Um, Nuno Tavares, I was. I've been happy with him throughout the season so far, but his he was taken off after 33 yeah. minutes because he was appalling. And, and got replaced him, by Kieran uh, Tierney. He threw his some he threw something on the his, ground or something. His, when he yeah, got... yeah, he was wearing gloves. He took him off and threw him on the ground and got annoyed. Um, but you can understand the frustration, obviously being taken oh, off thir- like just over half an hour in. Um, but yeah, Kieran Tierney came on in his place, and it was tactical sub, no injury or anything there. Uh, Charlie Patino started. Um, Lokonga, Bakari Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli, and then Nketiah. So, fairly different lineup to what we've been going with normally. Uh, we've got a couple of people out through AFCON, um, and we've also got a couple of people out through COVID and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, a bit disappointed with it, really. I still th- thought with that squad, we should easily be able to beat Nottingham Forest, but we just couldn't, really. I, I don't know what it was. We just weren't. There was nothing about us. We had lots of possession the whole game, but um, no shots on target. So. Yeah, just couldn't create chances, man. Yeah, that's it. Um, but... Well, obviously, Forrest created the big chance. Ex Palace boy, Lewis Graben, getting the uh, getting the winner. Love to see it. Um, 
But yeah, no, they just they look good as well for us. They were so up for it. That Spence kid, um, I forgot what his yeah, it was Spence. I don't know what his first name is, but he, he was bombing it down that right hand side the entire game. Yeah, it's um, Jed Spence, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, and then obviously, like you said, Tavares was obviously the the defender on that left hand side was taken off early. Um, with yeah Tierney coming in, but then Tierney didn't seem to help too much defensively on that side when he when he was on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a disappointing. Like Tierney is a little bit overrated. Um, he's been right. playing, he's been playing a lot better since he's now come back into the team after being dropped. Yeah, um, I think the competition between him and Tavares has, has helped him sort of both improve quite a lot. Um, more so Tierney, just because obviously uh, Tavares wasn't there um, beforehand. But I think he's definitely improved. Um, I think a lot of the reason for his inconsistent, his yeah, lack of consistency is just due to the fact that he's injured all the time. So mm. yeah, yeah he um, he's made a glass. Where do you, where that do you think um, Tavares goes from here? I mean, I think it's it's, it's pretty it's, bad to be substituted. I can. Yeah, it is. But at half time, fine. Do it behind closed doors, you know. But I think it is what it is. Really, it was FA Cup. Like, yes, obviously, I know Arsenal are meant to be the kings of the FA Cup and stuff like that, and we've won more FA Cups than anyone. But I think, yeah, we should have won, but yeah. we didn't. And I'm not going to dwell on it too much, to be honest. I think we've. It happened. Um, it sucks that it was against Nottingham Forest. If it was someone like a Premier League team, I would have understood it a bit more. Yeah. But um, sucks you got giant. You got giant killed. Yeah, yeah, in of course. The but, yeah, you know, yeah, the last time team, we were man. knocked out at this stage of um, the FA Cup was also by Nottingham Forest. <laughs> oh, mad. Yeah, years ago. Yeah. Can't remember when. But... I mean, obviously, the bit, a lot of I guess January and everything has been. Uh, discussed about Inketio and his future. Obviously, like it's been rumours that he's going to obviously be, you know, potentially coming to Palace. Uh, now it seems to be that he's not. Um, it seems to be staying. Potent maybe potentially signing a new contract. Who knows at this point? But uh, I tell you what, if he, with with what how he's talking, he needs to be doing better when he's getting game time. Because he did, from what I saw in that Nottingham Forest game, he did absolutely fuck all. Um, and just yeah, didn't look like a dynamic forward in any sort of sense of the sense of the game. But Kai Saka, I thought, played pretty well, um, considering that, you know, it wasn't a great game from, from the majority of the team. Rob Holding is an absolute joke. I don't understand how he's still playing football at, oh, in a, at a Premier League standard. He's bloody awful, I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> he's also definitely had a hair transplant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like, we, I think we were saying in the group chat, I was like, I kind of respect him more for that because if he's as rich as he is and he doesn't get a hair transplant for that absolute... Yeah. horrific Barnet he used to rock then you know you've yeah. got to start asking some questions but um, it's kind of crazy the drop off from Tommy Asu at right back like if it's if it's not Tommy Asu you might as well just not play anyone there well, Cedric is just dog shit yeah he's dreadful this is why I'm glad that we are playing Tommy Asu um, he's not been awful I don't think um, Tommy Asu he's been pretty good up until now obviously he didn't play in the um, uh, in the FA Cup game but Still, I think he's the best of what we've got at the moment. Um, hopefully, we'll look to strengthen that position in, in due course. Um, I don't think it's a major issue right now. Um, I think we've definitely got higher things on our priority list. But, yeah, I think it's still going to be good. I'm still hopeful. I haven't lost any. haven't lost too much uh, for Arsenal. 
too much respect. You still, still push for that top four. Yeah, definitely. Year. I think that's the one thing that we need to be sort of 100% pushing for. So we've still got the Carabao Cup against Liverpool. Um, mm-hmm. But whatever happens with that game, I'm not really expecting too much from that game, really. Um, even though we shouldn't actually be playing it, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not expecting too much from that. I think we just need to focus on top four, get top four. The summer will become a lot easier then because if we have that European football, especially Champions League, we're going to become such a lot more of an attractive club again. Um, I'd take top four over winning the Carabao Cup this year. I think. Oh yeah, definitely. You got to get. Um... You got to get in there, really. Well, that's the most important thing. Like you can do with a cup competition, it's fine. But like, yeah, top four is the goal. It's been so long since you've been in the top four. Like that, that's yeah, yeah, it's been way a couple more of years now. now. Yeah, I'm not really, but like out of the the three main English trophies, like the FA Cup, Premier League, and the uh, Carabao Cup, I think the Carabao Cup's the one I'd least want to win. Um, <laughs> Premier obviously yeah, being yeah, first, yeah. and we've won the FA Cup however many times, and we've won the FA Cup since we've not been in the top four. So. Very yeah, true. it's just Very one of those true. things, really. I, I, I think we need to focus on the Premier League this year and just yeah, crack on with it and improve and uh, solidify that top four place. That's it. Well, Forest are moving on, obviously. They're moving on to play Leicester at home. So potentially a, a double a double giant killer could be could be on the cards for the team. I mean, if they play the way they play against you guys, there's no way, they there's no reason why they can't, they can't beat them. But uh, Bards, your boys, narrow escape and an undeserved win. <laughs> You've got to say in that Villa one nil Villa win. Yeah, I mean, do you know what? Like, I didn't think we played that bad. Like, and I know that seems weird from since all the fallout. But yeah, well, I, yeah. I I'd like, say Villa were just better, right? But then just couldn't convert yeah. their chances. Yeah, I mean, when I was watching it and comparatively against Wolves, that was just like Wolves was awful from start to finish. Then I thought, you know, we started well. I thought we came out, and exactly, maybe that's it. I didn't didn't expect us to, you know, maybe press as well. well. Actually, I thought we pressed quite well at the start, but maybe I didn't expect us to have the ball or control it as much as Villa did. And it's like, you know, Villa got two offside goals, and yeah, they probably should have been one-one when Ollie Watkins latched onto, you know, Lindelof's poor touch. But other than that, like. I mean, Watkins should have scored early doors yeah. from that corner. Oh, was it a corner or just a cross? I can't remember where he oh, just scuffed and it went from the, Yeah, um, someone got touched, didn't they? But yeah, yeah I, I mean, I was kind of like, when Villa were on the attack, I wasn't concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only one I was was the Lindelof touch. So, like, I know there's been a lot of fallout and everyone's like, oh, there's a mess at United. Now, I thought we played a, a lot better comparatively compared to Wolves and I thought our pressing was better and I thought we did okay obviously it's still not right and then everyone's on Rashford's back and I'm like he probably had his best game in a United shirt for a while he was just trying things nothing came off he was trying things and so I don't I don't get the whole everyone's on Rashford back since that game before he was playing terribly and I felt like I don't know I just thought if it was another manager not even to blame Ragnick, but I don't know if people would be like, oh, well, look, he came back, he was trying, he, he was fighting, you could see. He tried to have a few shots, he took that free kick, which was a poor free kick, but at the start as well, he was running the players, and there was that pass that he probably should have done a bit earlier to Greenwood um, when he yeah, made it yeah, across goal. But then that comes with confidence, and I'd rather see him try those things. And If he didn't try those things, then the talk after the game would be like, 
that's his confidence his confidence is shot like he's not doing yeah. anything whereas uh, yeah. he was literally trying so hard and i thought he was trying to make things happen so i, I don't know i don't i'm a bit confused on that one and the only thing i would question that he did in that game was not run after the ball when martinez yeah. kind of spilled it i thought that was very odd and it didn't look right but maybe he was absolutely just physically and mentally knackered because he'd he had been you know running around for the first time in you know Wow, and to be fair, he's only just come back. He's not going to be like fully match sharp, I don't think. But yeah, but yeah, no. I mean, it was a narrow escape in the end. Um, I think obviously both goals. I think the VAR call was right, and then the second one was literally an offside. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't see too much wrong. It's kind of like when you're playing so badly, a win's a win, and a clean sheet for us. Yeah. Is, you know, great. So clean sheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've got to grind them out. I think you considering know, the, t- the team that you guys put out as well, your starting eleven was pretty similar to your your full strength starting eleven, um, minus Ronaldo. But you were yeah. De Gea in goal, um, Delo, Lindelof, Loran, Shaw, Fred, McTominay, Greenwood, Fernandez, um, Rashford, and then Cavani. I'd say I maybe only they... Lindelof out for Maguire. Cavani out for Ronaldo. Yeah, Other than that, it's not too dissimilar. The only question in that, yeah, I mean, I look at it and I don't know what Ragnik thinks his best 11 is because of this formation. If it were me picking a team, then I would have Ancho in there and I would probably have, I'd have Bruno in there and I probably still would play Rashford and I'll probably have Ronaldo and not Cavani. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, so it depends yeah. in this formation. He's mixed it up so many times. I've not even kind of got, I've got to grips with what he's trying to do. I don't I think he knows what he's trying to do at this yeah. point in terms of formation-wise. I know I, the he's way he likes, the way he wants to play is evident, but the formation just seems to be the problem. He just doesn't have the players to play what he wants to play, like the formation he wants to play and that kind of thing. Like, yeah, I, I think he needs because. He might have played McFred once, maybe, before this. But, like, you know, you would say that that's, that's your full strength if you're playing them two. But he's not really... I think he's tried his hardest to deviate away from that and played one of them, yeah. not both of them at the same time. Well, he, he seemed pretty impressed by Van der Beek, right? From his post-match uh, conference, uh, well, he was saying that I think Van der Beek that, yeah, he controlled Van it or something. He said he did well in, in parts in that. But I think he's also said that Van der Beek can't... Do ninety minutes. He said he can't can't keep up with the with the game and the intensity that he wants, or at least that's what Jesus. that's what's been coming out. But then that's what's been that's what you know that's what Ollie's been saying the whole time is that he's technically he's fine, but he's not up to scratch. He's not he fit enough his fitness. Yeah, I think that's an obvious. I think that's an obvious point of this because whenever he's played, he's looked good up until sixty minutes, and then he's just dropped off. And he's uh, I always say he's not set the world alight when he's come on. He hasn't, and he did quite well. Maybe in the next game, you know, Ralph's going to do Fernandez and Van der Beek, and then maybe play with one up top. Or have Fernandez as a false nine because Fernandez does press, play, play Ronaldo, and then Van der Beek and McTominay. And then, oh, I'm working it out in my head. And then Fred, I guess, maybe. <laughs> and then, yeah, I don't it's... know, man. I don't know when you play, and then, but then in that you've got no Greenwood, no Sancho, and no like that's crazy. 
To be honest, though, if you're if you're going to play Green, if you're going to play Greenwood on the wing right now, you probably just don't want to play him because the ma he does he does not know how to square the ball. He doesn't know how to cross it. He doesn't know how to square the ball. He does his cut inside he's, and shoot, or just keep shooting. Like he's a striker and he, he should be played up top. But obviously, when you've got the likes of Ronaldo and Cavani and sort of other people that you, you you can play up there, it's it can be hard to justify putting Greenwood up top. But if you're not going to play him up top, what's the point in playing him at all? In fairness, when uh, when Ollie was here, I strongly believe and. You wouldn't have like I think this is reflective of Liverpool as well, is that he wanted an inter interchangeable front three with Rashford, Sancho, and Greenwood, and that on paper is great. And now you've got Ronaldo, so you've got to fit Ronaldo in there. And then when Carrick took charge, Ronaldo actually went to the the left side, and Greenwood went down the middle in the Euro in the uh, Champions League game he played. So in my mind, Carrick was continuing to do that and tried to do that. I think that's that's the vision going forward, and that's the same vision that I would have had with this team: is have that interchangeable front three, because although they're they're not wingers as such, they're forwards, aren't they? And and Greenwood's so good on either foot that he should be able to be on either side, um, left or right, of a front mm. front three. So I don't think he necessarily needs to be, you know, your main number nine. Um, but in this system, yeah, I think he finds it incredibly hard and yeah he had three identical shots that for some reason he took and each felt like each felt like it was as if I was kicking the ball which is hard as I can but nowhere near as hard as it ever should be in professional football yeah. you know what I mean and they went the same same place and all Martinez had to do was just catch it like there was, there was nothing um, smart about about what he was doing I don't think in that game but you know maybe, maybe he's He's knackered. I just, I don't know. I'm just taking the win as a win, I think. Yeah, definitely. I did think, I did think we played a lot better than we did against Wolves. Our pressing was good. Everyone was raving about McTominay. And then I was like, did you watch the Wolves game? Because he was absolutely dog shit. Yeah, he was terrible. He was the, the one they, worst player on the pitch. Good, the one they should be raving about, I guess, is Fred, right? Like He's got a couple goals and, or like a couple assists and a goal in his last couple match, like few matches, right? So Yeah. Well, I think with Fred, Fred's better. like, I've always, I just love hate my relationship with Fred, you either love him or you hate him, and he'll do he'll do ten great things, but he'll do one stupid thing that is so Sunday league that you're like, how have you made it? Because oh, you agreed. just don't get away with it. Yeah, it's so so bad in what he's doing. So I think that's the issue with Fred, and I think a lot of fans want to love him because he does close down balls, and if he misses a tackle, then he puts his foot in and he'll make a foul. But sometimes he even misses those, and then that's when it's really annoying. It's when he, it's when he does something brilliant, makes a tackle out of nowhere, drives with the ball, and then it's like, right, I'm going to lay it off. Two players are, are free on either wing, and then just pass it to the central defender, and it's like, yeah. for God's sake. Like, you guys are, uh, yeah. you've got Villa again this uh, this weekend. Yeah, Villa away this weekend. But obviously yeah. with the addition of Coutinho in their team, and potentially Luca Dean, but I guess he probably Luka won't Dean, play. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah, no. Uh, but, yeah, probably. Well, we got not. one Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. So maybe if he signs in the next day, yeah. maybe then Saturday. he might he, he could feature. Oh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you know what? I think we'll do him. I think we'll do him again. I think we'll absolutely beat Gerald's win again. Gerald will be moaning, and yeah, happy days. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to United, that the way that game went. They'd lose that under Ollie. 
hundred percent. They'd find some way to yeah. lose that, I think. Personally. I also think, and, well, and they got the win. Bear in mind, it's a, it's a cut game. You get through, you by the skin of your teeth, um, against prem teams. In the cup. It's always a difficult, difficult game yeah. against prem teams. So I don't get how we get the win. Got the win, and like for the first, uh, I'd rather play well for the first thirty minutes to be against Wolves where it was just absolutely dire. Yeah. And then, you know, as I said, I don't really think they threatened too much other than the two disallowed goals they had and then that Ollie Watkins chance that he should have put away when he hit the ball. Yeah. That one that one with the header and the cross, he didn't know anything about it. So like, I'm not bothered about that because that was actually, yeah. that got headed on to him and he did nothing there. So like, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I no, just... Definitely, yeah. Don't get the uh, whole slamming of Rashford. I don't think we should be slamming Rashford, considering he's played through the pain barrier for the past. He should have just. He probably was just doing good to just sit the rest of the season, train, maybe play for the under twenty threes or something. But just, just chill for the rest of the season. Come back next year, you know, actually fit and ready well, to go. You well, know, this is the thing. He wants to go to the World Cup, doesn't he? He needs to play to be able to go to, to, go to yeah. the World Cup. That's the thing with a lot of players at the moment. I think. Is he going right now? Do you think? I, I think personally he, wouldn't take him. Sancho's not going. going. No fucking chance. No. I think I think Rashford's going on sentiment. The relationship he has with Yeah, Jack just because he's... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think... Because uh, I, I actually think he's probably a big voice in the dressing room. Yeah. Like he's a mainstay in that team. He has been for a while. Sure. You know, and he, I mean, he took him to the Euros and he was bloody injured. So what does that yeah. say? Yeah, true. Um, I'm just hoping that, like, I, I just, I don't think Sancho should go. I think Bowen should take that spot. I think if we're going to give it to anyone, I think Jared Bowen deserves it uh, out of a winger, pretty much out of any wingers in the English wingers right now. Maybe besides Sterling, because Sterling's actually been quite good for City this year. But Bowen, I think, should get that spot. But uh, yeah, as well for England as well. Yeah, is that who have you guys got in the next round? Then you got Middlesbrough at home, so not, you know, very winnable, obviously. Um, well, not anymore. They've just signed Balogun from Arsenal. That's alone. true. Yeah, has he played in the uh, FA Cup? I, oh, oh he, didn't, no, he didn't play. Did he play? Yet? Did he play? He didn't play in this in the last game. No. Oh, so he should be fine. It's the first uh, round. I'm not sure if he, he's now. played the other day though. I can't remember. Oh, I might have been in Carabao Cup. He played in. I yeah, well, remember. this was the first round for the Premier League teams, wasn't it? So he should be. Oh, fine. right. Well, yeah. Um, be fine then. But yeah, no, just another couple of results that are hilarious. Cambridge United beating Newcastle one 0 yeah. Amazing on Kieran Trippier's <laughs> debut. Obviously now Newcastle signed Chris Wood as well. Which is pretty mad. Twenty-five million to buy a player 20. that, like, I think it's twenty-five. Oh, I saw. I think there's a release clause with something like to, maybe with add-ons. Oh, add-ons yeah. is up to twenty-five. But um, I, I everyone's going on about this. I, I, as someone that has backed Chris Wood in fantasy league for the last couple of seasons, he's not that good, no. and he's not the difference maker. Mad inconsistent. Up and say, as someone who's backed him. He's actually a lot better than people give him credit for. I no, that's where you're going. No, 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 no. He's not. So he's I always fall into the trap. I fall into the trap of getting him because I'm like, ah, oh, Chris Wood from a few seasons ago was was wicked. Yeah. Um, but I fall into the trap of picking him up. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I've gone six game weeks and he's done absolutely nothing. What's the point? Um, but yeah, obviously Newcastle out. It's probably good for them to be honest. They can just focus on staying up. I still don't think they will. I do actually think the Chris Wood signing is more of a signing him because he's. They, he's a good player and they want him. I think it's more to take him away from Burnley, who are in the relegation battle with them and who now have yeah. no one up top, really. If I'm Ashley Barnes, but I'd rather I'd rather have no one. God. That is dirty, mate. That is such... 
in it. Like he tactics, like in it. That's not. I, think, I genuinely think that is. I don't think it's because they rate yeah. him really highly or anything. It's just because they're taken away from Burnley. Eleven on points. Um, like yeah, we saw Huddersfield. That, um, oh, go ahead. I was going to say I love the fact that um, Shrewsbury and Morecambe both went one 0 up against Liverpool and uh, Spurs. Um, yeah, and then got shit pumped. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, ends up losing four one and three one. But yeah, yeah no, um, you see some Klopp celebrations after the game. After the game. He was acting like he just won the Champions League. Well, his I wonder what his celebrations were in his uh in his uh bedroom when they found out they're not getting investigated for the Carabao for the uh, false positives. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. yeah, disgusting. They're cheaters. Who yeah. do we t- should we touch on that now? Yeah, go on. Let's touch yeah. a bit, Liverpool. Okay. Yeah, we're, um, we're going to so, need uh, at least half an hour for this. So yeah. So yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, let me just give the context of what obviously the the game again it is to do with the Carabao Cup game right yeah. like that is the yeah, focus Arsenal. on it so the Carabao yeah. Cup game between Arsenal and Liverpool was obviously postponed due to the fact that Liverpool had 10 or so um, positive Covid results come back so they postponed the results but then it was later found out from Klopp himself just coming out and saying it that they had 10 false positives and the One only person that actually positive. had Covid was Trent yeah. um, and somehow that's just okay Considering, uh, Bards, what you put a thing in the group chat of the you're more likely to win the national lottery, Euro Millions, <laughs> yeah, than you are right. to have five false positives, let alone ten. So I, I don't understand what's going on. Liverpool, like, they're I don't just know how they get away with what's that going sort of on? Stuff, man. Like, it's it's nuts. Like I like I've thought anyway before this false positive thing that if they can't field a squad, that's down to them. That, that's that's their issue. They need to sort that out. And they've got all they talk about all these youngsters, their academy being so good at, at Melwood or whatever. But clearly they're not, all shit. It's not. It's not. Yeah. I don't want to hear nothing shit. about a Liverpool Academy no more. Nothing. No, exactly. Because you could have played them. Yeah. If exactly. they're that good, you could have played them. Yeah, obviously I know it's quarterfinals against Arsenal or whatever, but everyone yeah. plays young kids in FA FA Cup and Carabao Cup and stuff like that. Look yeah. at, oh, we just obviously lost to Nottingham Forest because we played a load of young kids, but is what it is. Like you got to do it, but like I, I still think even before this whole false positive, they should have um, had to forfeit the game because that's not Arsenal's problem. Uh, why? Why uh, should we be? Why yeah, should you get an advantage of it? The Spurs fixture, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The Orient. Yeah, they got. I just don't. I hate this thing of just the the of the blatant just favoritism to the top teams and compared to the rest of the league is just crazy you get it from the premier league get it from now from the efl like it almost makes you what's the fucking point like what's the point if everything is tipped so heavily in their favor they're already great teams and then you're going to tip everything else in their favor it's almost like you you might as well just have the super league because what's the point no one is going to be able to get involved anymore it's the thing i was saying in the group chat the other day leicester's never going to happen again Ever, uh, it, it's never going to happen again. <laughs> Not any time soon. No. no chance. I think the thing too will be West Ham getting top four. Yeah. So, that, yeah, and they're not even going to do that because. Actually, you say that. Happen. I've always maintained the stance that Leicester, uh, Liverpool winning league was um, bigger than Leicester winning the league because their title defence the next year was absolutely shit. That. Uh, the worst title defence ever. Yeah. And but Leicester winning the Premier League is way fucking bigger than Liverpool winning the Premier League. Yeah, but in terms of like the achievement, I think for the sake of Liverpool being a pony club, it's 
We'll have to we'll have to agree to disagree on that one, my friend. But I see what you mean because uh, their title challenge was their uh, well their title defense was horrific. They've had a, um, a, a better. They, they won it. They won it in a year when everyone else was like awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. exactly, and uh, and that's just how it is. I mean, City have got a sort of a monopoly on the Premier League right now. If we're going to be honest. Um, it's nice to have Liverpool and Chelsea put up a little bit of a fight, but now they've just, you know, they're 10 points ahead of Chelsea in seconds. They ain't going to lose this now. Yeah. They've won the Premier League, basically. Four games, winning streak on the bounce. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it is what it is, but we'll, um, well, hopefully they can catch up. I mean, I wouldn't just be surprised be if City Newcastle and City soon. Well, no, Newcastle are <laughs> going to get relegated, so then they're going to... Have to do that. I reckon these Saudi lot will fuck off way before Liverpool, before Newcastle become good because it's going to be <laughs> so bad. It's going to be so bad. I reckon. I reckon. They're in um, there to just uh, to do what City did, but on a quicker scale because they've got more money. But Newcastle, uh, they're not there to make Newcastle great. They're there to make Saudi Arabia and that not look as bad as everyone already yeah. thinks that they are. It's a publicity <laughs> stunt. Let's be real. To be fair, I think. Yeah, but as long as the City one. City yeah. sport watching, PSG is sport watching. Yeah, obviously, so you've seen Trippy has obviously signed for uh, Newcastle now, and he says obviously it's nothing to for him now. Nothing to do with the money. Um, even though he's gone from AC Milan, a, champ a Champions Athletic League, Madrid. Uh, Atletico Madrid. Sorry, yeah, I was thinking of um, uh, Tomori for a second. Um, uh, yeah, he's gone from Atletico, Champions League football to relegation battle with Newcastle. Right. Yeah. Are and that's, really, that's, is it, that's really that's, not that's, about the money? That's blessed. Like, yeah, you wanted to play like competitive football, did you? Yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, I've lost playing all. competitive football in the championship next year, mate. Yeah, man. But I think enjoy it when your wages are kind of. Oh, no, I guess they won't be because they're super rich still. Yeah, but that's the uh, thing. They're going to be. I think some of the moves that they're making in January are quite smart at the moment. I think they are moving in the right direction. Obviously, they've signed Trippier. Um, they're looking at getting. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Woods just signed for them. Um, they wanted um, Lingard Kier? might be yeah, Kier, yeah. But um, he's been that's been shut down by Milan, I believe. Yeah, uh, Lingard is heavily linked with them at the moment, but he's also uh, yeah, he's also heavily linked with Tottenham at the moment. So, so who knows what's going to happen with that? To be honest, but I think if they're making the right moves at the moment, improving their squads and getting the right sort of players in. If they were getting, they need more centre backs. Yeah, not 100%. But if they're getting just awful players in, then I'd be like, well, you're not actually moving forward. But the, some of the, the transfers that they've made so far in January have been pretty positive, I think. And Say, like, if this is what it finishes at, Trippier and Chris Wood does not tip the scale enough. Oh, stay no, up. no, not at all. No but I think I think that they're trying to make money moves pretty quickly in January. And I don't think this is the end for, of their transfer window. We're already, obviously, what, 12 days in. We've still got the rest of the, the month, but... I think so far so good for them, but like you say, they've got to make a, still a, f a fair amount of more changes if they're going to stay up this season. I think they clearly want a central defender, don't they? So I think that they'll probably try and make three signings. I don't know why they haven't gone and tried to get Tarkowski. Yeah, his contract runs out. That would be that would be ultimate. And then they, yeah, they rob Burnley of Chris Wood and Tarkowski. Oh my god. They're just they, I mean, that's what they should do just buy from the teams around them I know that they're looking at Todd Cantwell as well um, yeah. so just buy from the team but Cantwell's not even starting for Norwich so what does that matter um, yeah, Cantwell is he's a super overrated he's a poor man's Conor Gallagher 
uh, <laughs> both in looks and form. Uh, but yeah, no, talking about that, I mean, we we got our win in the uh, South London derby of uh, Palace Millwall um, yeah. against a vile, vile, vile fan base that um, still revel in being racist and homophobic and throwing stuff at players and all this kind of thing when it's just these 50-year-old bald white guys that evidently have shit lives yeah. that then come to the football and are just dickheads. I'm but sure we put it to uh, them. I'm not sure if either of you two have ever been to a Palace Millwall game, but I went to one at Sellers. Only when I was a kid, but at Sellers Park, yeah. Yeah, I went back to one in, at Sellers. Back in the championship days. They were, it was, I think it was like FA Cup or something, and uh, they had half of the half weight stand uh, was had nets all over it. They cut half closer to the Homesdale stand, so they were closer to like the family stand on the other end. But within the first thirty seconds of kickoff, they'd all the Millwall fans had ripped all the nets off, um, like actually ripped them instead of just pulling them off. They'd ripped all the nets up and spread themselves across the whole stand. Still managed to look like they'd filled out the majority of the stand, considering they only had half of it. But they were throwing darts at people in the Homesdale. And they were just throwing hey, like just... bottles and like glass bottles as well. I was like, how do you even get a glass bottle into a stadium? Like, how do you look? Like... Well, this would have been back in the, this would have been a little while ago, right? Um, yeah, this Stellar's was... Park is not not known for their security and shit like that. I yeah, tell you that. True. Um, but, uh, it's, yeah, it's not. It wasn't like a great experience. They let all the home fans uh, leave before they're allowing any Millwall fans to leave the stadium because they just knew that shit was going to go down. And I think the people yeah. were just like, well, let's at least give Palace some advantage and let them leave first. Uh, yeah. After them, um, um, Palace haven't won the game as well. So, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it was a weird game because we started the first half wasn't great from us. Like I could see what we wanted to do, but we just weren't doing really much. Um, obviously, Jack Butler made the mistake, which led to the Afobi goal. Um, in cl- classic Palace fashion, as well, boys. That was Benik Afobi's first goal in the competition since 2014, 2000 Damn. something days away. That's what we love to do. We love to give these players a chance to get back on the score sheet just out of random nowhere. But, but I mean, but if Butler's going to do he's not what the he player did, he used to be. No, but yeah, he hasn't played in it quite a while. So that's fair. And he is playing in a new style where he's got to play with the ball at his feet. But I'm happy that it, what happened happened in that game where we can come back and beat Millwall, then in a Prem game. Because now that happens, now if he's in that position again, he is just going to hoof that ball away. I'm sure yeah. he is. Learn from the mistakes, just get it away. There's no need in that scenario to be playing out from the back. But that that kid, Michael Elise, man, just took took over the show with um, obviously his fantastic goal coming straight out the second half. Um, did the same thing again just later, but hit the post and unfortunately came out. Could have been two identical goals. And then obviously set up for the um, Mateta header, which proved to be the winner. I mean, Aside from that, I think we, we were great. Um, we did sort of let Millwall get back into it towards the end of the game, and I, I was feeling a little bit nervous there. But um, but yeah, I, I have to say, I'm happy to be through. This is the first time we've got through. the first, I think the last time we got through the first round of the Epic Cup was 2018, so I'm happy that we actually you know got through this uh, through this one. And we've got Hartlepool at home next, which I'm very confident that we're going to get the win, especially now it's at Sellers Park. I mean, never say never, because it is Palace. We could definitely come out of an absolute horror show and lose to Hartlepool. But um, I'm feeling good about that one. I'm, hopefully we'll get around to the fifth round. But um, I don't know, if did you guys see any of the game at all? Or? No. Did you see any of the uh, nah. Palace game, which I'm sure is a shock to you, but... Um... Yeah. No, it's a but, good draw. Uh, no, it's Great right. draw, isn't it? For, for a lot of the Prem teams, actually. Yeah, there's, there's some good games. Obviously, Liverpool got Cardiff, Fulham, uh, Man City got Fulham, United got Middlesbrough, uh, Leicester have got Forest, West Ham have got Kidderminster. 
Um, Chelsea have got Plymouth, Everton, uh, Everton, Brentford will be an interesting one. We've obviously got Hartlepool, um, and that's a, I guess Southampton, Coventry, Tottenham, Brighton will be very interesting. Plenty um, of um, opportunity for some giant killings, but there's no uh, there's no like standout games, I'd say. But there's plenty of opportunity for upset. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely, definitely. I could see, oh, I could see. Um, a Leicester losing to Forest, or maybe even a Middlesbrough beating United somehow. You know, just just doing something stupid. Like in I can see ball, us losing yeah. to Hartlepool as well. You know, I could definitely. There's a world where we lose to Hartlepool. So it is what it is. But I, I'm I'm excited for the uh, FA Cup, man. I, I really want. And in, you know, obviously in the spirit, wearing our 1990 FA Cup shirt where we lost to Man United in the final. But um, you know, it is the two finals that we've been to in the FA Cup. We've lost both to Man United. Um, love that. But, uh, but yeah, was there any FA Cup stuff you wanted to cover, boys, or should we get into previewing the El Premier Ligo? Let's get into the Premier League, I think. To the El Prem. All right. Well, uh, the big big game on Friday, boys. We've just come from a South London derby. Now we're going to a, I don't know what you want to call it, the derby. 23 derby. But, yeah, I tell you what, right? We Palace have been like Palace. Have, we've been gassing Brighton this derby way too much, man. That Millwall game felt way more like a derby and like it had all the things of a derby than the Brighton games have ever had like I think the only reason that it's a, a big sort of derby with Brighton is because you, obviously you've both been in the Prem for a while now well I mean it's the history from back in the FA Cup yeah oh yeah in, like, of course 80s, but it, it's like that, yeah. it happened it's more of a, I think it would be less of a derby if you guys weren't playing each other as often yeah and Brighton have got nothing else to have they have nothing else yeah we are all they have but, so but no other do same with uh, Millwall though as well. You said you know that felt like a yeah that's uh, true. A derby. Millwall don't have anything other than being absolute dickheads. Yeah, no, that's true. But my my biggest one isn't even them two. Mind you, I hate Charlton. Charlton are the team that I hate in South. Like I, they're the ones that I hate the most out of anyone. Um, but you know they're never going to do anything, so we're never going to play them. Basically, they're just going to be stuck in League One or League Two for the rest of their lives. But yeah, Brighton Palace, it's going to be a tough one. Obviously, Brighton looking, is at the Amex. Brighton have been looking good, you know, but it's against us. And when it's against us, everything sort of goes out the window. You mean, you remember last season where they played us um, they played us off the pitch, but we won 2-1 with the uh, Mateta flick and the Benteke uh, late minute. You know, that's what happens. Obviously, they got sort of their own back with a draw, last minute draw. Um, but we all know Brighton celebrate draws. We all know that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're going to win it. I do. I think we're going to go there and uh, and smash them in the mouth, basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? But uh, not one of the biggest games. Obviously, there's two huge games this, this weekend. We might as well start with the big derby, the North London derby. Tottenham at home to Arsenal. Ollie, how are you feeling about this one? Obviously, um... bear in mind that Tottenham... Since Conte have cut, has come in, Tottenham have taken the most points on average per like in the Premier League per game. I think it's like four points or something they're averaging. Or like I can't. I know it's like per game. No, sorry, it's like two and a something points or something per game that they're averaging since Conte's come in. So they've got the best really? points. Could, yeah, I saw probably be City. City are five and five at the moment. Probably more than that. No, I saw it was something about Tottenham. I can't remember. It was something like that about Tottenham being like the most points they've gained since. Yeah. But that might have been from a couple of weeks ago, to be fair. So it might now be City. Yeah. But um, yeah, but I'm yeah, definitely ahead, less confident uh, than I than I was. I think Conte is doing something with them. Um, I don't think they're a completely changed team. 
Um, they're still weak at times, and they can definitely. Like we could definitely still beat them. Um, I think they've been lucky on a couple of occasions, but obviously now Conte seems to have got Harry Kane scoring again. Um, but who knows really? Um, I don't think they've got that many players out at the moment through sort of African Cup of Nations or COVID or anything. So I think they're going to have a still a fairly strong squad. Um, I doubt they're going to be making any big signings between now and the game, but who knows? Um, yeah. If they do, it's probably going to be what, like Jesse Lingard or something, and see who knows if he'll if he'll start or not. But um, I'm yeah, feeling less confident than I was. Obviously, it's away as well, so who knows? And obviously, we're just coming off the back of that defeat. But I still feel like we could give them a good run for their money. Um, I don't think we'll get trampled on by any means. Um, Hopefully we can just repeat the same as uh, the reverse fixture from earlier on in the season where yeah. we thumped them three-one and they didn't know what hit them. Um, but yeah, they're, they're definitely improving at the moment under Conte. Um, you can't sort of really deny that they're unbeaten. I think still at the moment um, under Conte. But yeah, they are susceptible to a goal. Obviously they scored, uh, conceded early against uh, against Morecambe. Obviously came back. I don't think it's going to be as easy for them to come back if they concede early against us. But who knows? I think it's just got to be ruthless Arsenal. And uh, if you score that early goal, keep pressing, keep pushing, don't sit back and capitalise on that, really. Yeah, hopefully it's a little bounce-back spot for Arsenal, obviously, after the Nottingham Forest game. It seems to be that way. You you, do, you get a run of steam and then something stupid happens. And, yeah. then you get your, and then you can get your run of start, getting your run of steam back. So um, two-game losing streak at the moment. I mean, well, one against City, which... I don't really think we should have lost, but unfortunately we did at City. I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah, it's a good barometer uh, that game of where you are now, because if you compare the first game against City to this game against City, very true. It's a good. It's a good. Yeah, you can see the development and everything. So yeah, sure. 100%. Sure, you've obviously losing to Forest, not a great result uh, by any means, but it's not going to be the team that we start on uh, on Sunday, um, which is something that I'm going to yeah take and cling on to. Um, It'll certainly be interesting to see how you know you two Tottenham and Arsenal match up. Given that I do think I do agree with you, I think Tottenham. I think they're just like grinding out results, but they're not. They don't look good. I don't think they're not. They don't look good on the eye. And you know, Kane's still not hit his stride. No, Tom's not quite doing it. Um, they're relying on Eric Dyer, who's you know maybe probably in a bit of form. But other than that, you know, they can still see goals and they can still be got at so I think this uh, has the opportunity to be um, an interesting game Yeah. but also seeing it see it being like a nil-nil because you know neither team will kind of want to commit too much I don't think neither team will want to lose but also neither team might not necessarily have the capability to, to win the game yeah, so it's people written all over it. I think a lot of people are going to be a little bit cautious at the moment, anyway, um, just because of so many pit players at the moment, at the, with, at the, out at the moment with COVID, um, and obviously African Cup. Yeah, I know. Um, African Cup of Nations as well. So yeah. um, people are going to be a little bit cautious. I think I don't think people are going to be too. too crazy diving in for challenges but then again it's the, it's the North London derby it means a lot to these players especially some of these young Arsenal academy players they've grown up wanting to play in the North London derby because that's like such a big thing for them um, coming from Hayland but yeah um, I think I'm, I'm quietly confident but 
also, I don't think that it's going to be an easy game for us. I think it's definitely going to be a lot harder than, um, obviously, the, the reverse fixture at the beginning of the season. Definitely. I don't believe Tottenham are looking to make any signings this January, which uh, is kind of mad considering Conte, I'm fairly sure he made that abundantly clear that he wants signings. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we all know that the Conte thing is just a phase. Like, he will be gone within yeah. the next 18 months, Like if we're going to be sure. honest. Um, I think I think they'll be really smart. I think there's a big possibility that Lingard does go there, and then I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if they pick up like Tarkovsky for free. That's that would be that would be wicked. That would it's be two wicked. free signings, and then you know, it looks all rosy because they've got two new players in. When in reality, Conte hasn't actually managed to do much. They've got 29 slash 30 year old Lingard and Tarkovsky, who could actually be. Pretty good, but pretty decent. But he's then yeah. got still got a player either aside Dyer or Sanchez or Tanganga, who is so bad. Like I don't want to hear anything about Tanganga. He is awful, awful, awful player. Like he's like Tyrone Mings level awful. Um, That's the thing. If they're going to make these signings, are they realistic? How realistically are they going to be sort of? Oh, guess that Christian be... Romero. I forgot all about him. He's yeah. injured, isn't he? He's fantastic. Um, I promise, he's fantastic. I promise. Um, but he hasn't shown it yet. Um, but, no, I think obviously how confident are they going to be that Harry Kane's going to stay? Um, I think they're probably a little bit more confident than they were, just because of every, sort of everything that's happened. And City seem to be odds-on favourite to sign Haaland at the moment. Um, so he's going nowhere. He's staying. What? I don't know. Kane, nah, he's not staying. At... Oh, what Kane? No can... Yeah. Oh, no oh okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Haaland's gone City, but no one can afford Kane. No one will want to buy. Bro, they should have sold him, man. Like all these players that they have that are their big players are just getting older. Yeah, getting older and older, and they're not getting better. Speaking like of Son that, and Kane are just getting older and no better than they were a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. Speaking of so, um, Tottenham, well, ex-Tottenham players technically, uh, Gareth Bale might be retiring at the end of the season if uh, Wales don't qualify for the World Cup. Rumor oh, has it. Really? Rumor has it. Yeah. yeah oh, talking about Bale, I just want to throw this out. I, I don't know. I was. I've got TalkSport on Twitter and they, a video popped up of, uh, obviously, football genius Jamie O'Hara, we all know, oh, um, <laughs> saying that he would currently take St. Maximum over Gareth Bale. Really? What, over what prime no. Gareth Bale? No, or... like right now. Right now we'll take St. Maximum over Bale. And this is the Bale that, you know, scored 11 goals for Tottenham last season and St. Maximum who's got 10 in three seasons. So... Yeah, um... Who does a lot with his feet and no end product, say Maximum. It looks pretty, yeah. but nothing happens. Yeah, no, I think I'd still probably say Bale. Uh, I'd take Bale every day, man. Um, While we're briefly touching on Newcastle again, I just looked at like yeah, the fixtures and for basically all of January. I think there's something to what you're saying about Burnley losing Chris Wood because they've got Leicester next. So if you were Newcastle, and Newcastle have Watford, right? So if yeah. you're Newcastle, you're thinking, right, Watford are Burnley are above us, and then it's Watford. And so if we can beat Watford, but then Burnley lose to Leicester because they've not got a striker. You jump both. We jump both. And then the following week after that, Burnley have got Watford. Then you're like, right, well, one of them's going to be in trouble. So either way, will them climb a be six points potentially above, you know, one of them afterwards. Newcastle got Leeds, right? Um, Is that their next? Yeah, then Newcastle um, got Leeds. Yeah. And they were then, just above them. Yeah, and then Burnley have got Arsenal. 
So if you're Newcastle, you're thinking, let's get rid of their striker because their next three to four games without yeah. a striker are going to be horrendous. Yeah, no, Burnley, I, I Burnley might go. I didn't think Burnley were going to go down. I do think Burnley are going to go down now. Like I really do, and Tactical I just pray that, that Newcastle were going to are going to join them. Although like, you would just, assume, yeah, that, I, you would assume that they'd have to invest this twenty million. They should. If you were Burnley, you should just go for this like Ben Diaz, Blackburn. Yeah, just give yeah, Blackburn well, yeah, twenty try million because he can go and try and get Although the last Blackburn striker that's come to the Premier League not exactly done a great job in Adam Armstrong. I mean, I forgot he played for Southampton, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, nearly played for you guys. Nearly. I'm so happy we went for Edouard instead. Holy yeah. shit. Thank <laughs> God for that. And we got him for cheaper than they got um, Armstrong. I mean, we got we got Elise and Edouard combined for cheaper than uh, Newcastle have signed Chris Woodfall. Uh, yeah. Which is crazy. Um, I, can't I just can't believe they've gone after a 30-year-old striker. I know. <laughs> it's so new. Big, Mike Ashley's still running it. His goal ratio is, is uh, one goal every three games for Burnley. So it's like, it's not terrible. But then this season, he's got three goals. So, yeah, three goals in uh, 17 games. He's going to have to do really, really well at the end. To, yeah, he's going to have to be a lot better, yeah. Speaking of and Mike then, Ashley, apparently he's preparing a bid to uh, take over Derby for f- 50 million. Money laundering or something that'll go in that, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, from... Allegedly. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the next big game, I guess, of the weekend is Man City hosting Chelsea. Um, I guess for people that are in- interested in who's going to win the league now, they'll be begging Chelsea to beat City because that's the only way you're going to make anything interesting. I mean... Personally, I can't see it myself. I don't see it at the Etihad. I mean, it's not not everyone's cut out to go and win at the Etihad, you know. I mean, some teams are, but not not every team is cut out to go and win at the Etihad. But uh, you never know. Like, I, I don't see Chelsea doing it, if I'm being honest. I think City are going to do it. I think, some, yeah. I think something's going to happen to Chelsea. The wheels are going to come off. But since this Lukaku thing... They've not... He's not been too bad, though, since he's come back, right? Oh, he, hasn't, he hasn't been bad since he's come back, but I think it's... Uh, there's more reasons as to why you... Sorry, my mouth's just turned this up. There we go. Um, <laughs> more reasons as to why you'd... Uh, do that interview. And I think the wheels are going to come off for Chelsea. Mm, I don't see them... They're not winning the league. They will finish second or third, for sure. Um, but maybe... Maybe third if, che- if Liverpool can keep cheating their way out of games and and you know recuperating <laughs> that uh, the players. Really and sure. that one. What? Which one? That that, that uh, the Arsenal fixture has that been like? Yeah. Yeah. Next, is it this Thursday, right? Uh, no, is it tonight? It's not tonight. Oh no, it's not tonight. It's uh, it's Chelsea Tot- uh, Chelsea Tottenham tonight, isn't it? Tonight. Yeah, it's West Ham Norwich. Yeah, but Carabao. Yeah, tonight is Tottenham, Tottenham, Chelsea, and then tomorrow, tomorrow is the yeah. first Liverpool uh, Arsenal game. Yeah. Oh mate, well, that's the game to watch, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there's two legs, isn't there? So. Yeah, there's two legs. So uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be watching the uh, the Tottenham Chelsea game, even though the first leg, literally, I watched I watched for the first two goals, and then I was like, right, this is done, and then nothing else happened for the rest of the game. I was so happy I turned it off. 
But mm. um, this would be a good insight into you know if Spurs get just swept aside here at home against you know a local rival, then the game this weekend I reckon like, it's got Arsenal all over it. I think Spurs, so. Like that, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I, but yeah, I think I think you because can you'll have Conte come out at the end of this game and be like, "Yeah, we need signings," which he has said. But if they're not going to sign anyone, then... yeah, oh, why are you there? Mate, you Conte can see that really... Daniel Levy has already sucked the life out of uh, out of Conte. <laughs> you know, like remember what he was like at Chelsea, like running around, you know, massive, like bigger than a bigger than the world sort of character. Now he's just like, you know, like moaning and stuff. But yeah, it's what Tottenham do, man. They just suck the life out of you. I'm sure it must be, must be horrible. Although only training. Yeah. But uh, in terms of the other games, like obviously, yeah, Villa. We touched on Villa United. You, you, I would imagine. I don't know. You know, like at at Villa Park, very could be a very dangerous spot for United to go slip up again. Uh, Coutinho comes in and absolutely just yeah. demolishes uh, United's defence. Coutinho is not. Coutinho's had like eighty-six games in like four years. He's not what he used to be. And oh no 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 no! He's definitely not. Like the best thing he did. He's brought him in to replace Buendia. Gerard's been there five minutes. Yeah, and decided Buendia, Buendia must be pissed, good. man. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, right. He must be well annoyed. So. But he wasn't Gerard's player, right? He was Dean Smith's. So I kind of, you know, you can kind of see why maybe he'd be making changes that's yeah, the that's problem you like, get when you sort of when you being like, oh mate do us a favor can you come on loan yeah sure cheers mate thanks bye yeah i mean we'll pay half your 500 grand a week wages yeah cool yeah true i mean the best thing that coutinho did for like while at barcelona was score the goal that knocked barcelona out of the champions yeah, yeah. um which is crazy I'm, but, not, uh, I'm not too too worried about coutinho yeah these words might come back to haunt me but yeah, I wouldn't be too worried either, to be honest. I think um, I think I think you'll win. I think you'll win. I just think it could be an interesting. It's an up. It's definitely an upset position. Uh, a game for for United here. Um, the thing is, well, it's a must-win game. Every game yeah. we play in at the minute is a must-win game because we're seventh and we can't afford. Like this is like Van Gaal all over again, where it's just like every time another team slipped up. You, they didn't capitalise, and it's so frustrating when that happens. So yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, West Ham are right there. They got leads. Um, say if Arsenal do slip up and lose, and West Ham win, they'll go. They'll jump Arsenal, going to the top four. Well, leads as well, by the way. The FA Cup looked and played terribly. So, they've been bad. Like they've got no a bit fair play to them. They've got like no strikers like at all. Like every attack, pretty much every attacking player for them is injured at the moment. Um, they are so lucky that they're six points clear. But of, so why is Bielsa the most overrated manager in the league? Because he is, right? Judging by yeah. this, yes. <laughs> I mean, he's an idealist, right? Like for sure. his the way he plays is like the way he wants to play is amazing. But it just opens up. They just get absolutely drummed by any big team they play. Like they get shit pumped seven nil by Liverpool. They got like five one against United. Was it you beat them five one or something? Was it? I yeah. Can't... Yeah. I think so. Um, it was but... another heavy one from from us against them. Yeah, this year. Yeah. Uh, so Ronaldo I mean, didn't even play. So. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like, do, when do you do you sack like do you sack Bielsa? Obviously, he got them back into the Premier League. Like, and they they you know they're seven points off 
or eight points, sorry, off off the bottom three. So it's not like a crazy dire situation. Who are they bringing in though? Lampard. Uh, <laughs> Big Sammy. Yeah. Um, Lampard wouldn't go Leeds, no way. Nah, I don't. I don't know if Lampard is genuinely interested in managing anymore. Because the mm. amount of offers and potential jobs he could have gone to, and sure. and do you want Lampard right now? Because he is proving to be like a bit of a puss when it comes to managing, right? Like he's not taking chances. He's like like the Gerrards and Vieiras and these lot are. Um, and I he... feel like he's waiting for the Everton job. I feel like he feels yeah, like really? he should have got that. I think he feels like he should have got that, and wouldn't surprise me if he's waiting for it because there's so much pressure. And no doubt those fans will embrace they'd embrace Lampard a lot more and a lot better than they would, you know. Yeah. Cool. Leeds and Everton have won't need They've got they're on the same amount of points at the moment. Yeah. But I can yeah, but you know, they've got a manager who they've got an owner who's got money. They've got a young squad. But they also have owners that have academy. literally no football IQ at all. They're all just they're all just like accountants and businessmen. Like they have no they, actual football acumen. They might all. leave Lampard to with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really but then you look like he, he failed at Derby. If we're going to be honest, like he had yeah, some yeah. really good players in that Derby team, and he didn't get them into the Premier League. Yeah, he, they're in the playoffs, aren't they? You're well, in the playoffs, um, but he had Fikayo Tomori and Mason Mount in that team, like yeah. in the Championship, and he didn't get into the Premier. Like, do you know, like that's crazy. Um, he did well with that transfer ban. Uh, Chelsea obviously getting them top four, but the wheels all fell off when he actually made had to make signings and stuff. Like you're looking now, Kai Havertz and Timo Werner, that is awful. Them two, yeah. like Kai Havertz has been terrible. In fairness, in fairness though, I don't know if they were you know necessarily his signings, and also he got sacked the minute the minute there was like question marks. I wouldn't even have called them question marks. Like they, he didn't get a fair like you know. Teams and managers go through ups and downs, and he wasn't really given a fair crack. I do think it's odd that he didn't get the Palace job or the Newcastle job and the Everton job. Do you know what I mean? That's free. He turned us down. He turned us down because of the squad overhaul and stuff like that. Um, He said it was too risky of a job, and you're like, bro, it's the Premier League. Any job is risky. Like every yeah. job is risky. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, mean. I think he wants uh, he wants money, doesn't he? And a cushy owner. And he wants the perfect situation, and that just doesn't happen in football. I'm sorry, not for a manager that has essentially failed at pretty much all the jobs that he's been at. Like, if we're going to be brutal in yeah. terms of and how the Premier League is brutal, he's very new to it all still. But yeah, it's not been great so far. I don't know. It just uh... maybe maybe you know he's just taking a year out. He might be you know. Because oh, there was that that Gary Neville um, two with him. Yeah, I, I watched that. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, he says there, doesn't he, that he's not in a rush. He's like, I'm not bothered. I'm bothered. And yeah, that does seem a bit odd. But I think he's, maybe, he's still got yeah. age on his side. I think he's still young compared to a lot of managers and stuff like that. He's he might just want to just take things slowly, build more on his coaching and all that sort of stuff, and then potentially. Just try and take a, a slower route in instead of trying to. Obviously, he's had a bit of a shock to the system um, with obviously the two main jobs that he's had at the moment. So maybe he's just trying to take a step back and analyse what it, what he did or what it was that went wrong for him, 
And um, you should take the England under 23s. The best yeah. thing he's done is turning down that Norwich job because that is a dead job. Yeah, there's just no hope Dean in it, is Smith there? is right. shit. What's Dean Smith doing? He did start out really well, but then that is just the impact of a new manager, right? Like you have that little manager boost, especially when it's someone like Dean Smith that I think you can get behind. Um, no, but he just doesn't have the players. It's Norwich are just terrible. Like their their savior this season was supposed to be Josh Sargent, a player who failed in the Bundesliga. Sorry, if a player can't do it in the Bundesliga, there's no chance he's doing it in the Premier League. No chance. Yeah. And he's done nothing. Like I don't even know if a lot of people know that Josh Sargent plays for Norwich. Is he American? Yeah, the American yeah, kid, yeah. yeah so the the name like Sergeant, and it's definitely American. Yeah. Don't rely on Americans when it comes to football. Um, Pulisic's not even been that great, if we're going to be completely honest. I actually forgot how much they signed him for. It was like 58 million or something. Yeah. That is like, far too much. <laughs> like not, being, not being funny, if Gallagher goes back to Chelsea and they're going to put him in like sort of that more maybe of like a narrow front three with yeah. Mason Mount, no way that the likes of Kai Havertz and Pulisic are starting over Conor Gallagher right now. Yeah. Not a chance. You guys saw that video I put in the, the group chat of the um, the guy that was trying to sell the Pulisic um, t-shirt oh, on... Um, oh my God, yeah. On like story time, or not story time, it's porn brokers or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, this guy's claiming that he wants like $10,000 or whatever it was for uh, this... Pulisic shirt that's been signed and everything. So oh, he's a prolific player in the Premier League and all this stuff. And I was a bit like, being compared to Messi. Yeah, being compared yeah. to Messi and Ronaldo. I was a bit like, literally, is this another? Is this a new player that we don't know about yet? Like, <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. like, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think. Pulisic probably does start everywhere outside of Liverpool, Chelsea, and Man City, right? <sighs> maybe. Well, maybe sure Man United. Maybe not United. I don't think I mean, I'd start. I would, it would start. Oh, I think he starts. Um, I'm not I sure about. It, well, mate, it depends. It depends who it is. Like, if you're playing, oh, yeah, I guess it depends really. Because Emil Smith Rowe's not even fucking starting for Arsenal. Oh no, he's he's out at the moment. He's injured. Is he injured again? Oh well, no, he he, he, he didn't play in the FA Cup game the other day because he had a tight groin. Um, but I don't think it's. He came back from the injury, and then he's not. Play he wasn't starting. But you can understand that because Arsenal were in good form with the players that were playing. So yeah. you don't want to drop that. But yeah, uh, he's he, coming he, on and banging him in, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's, he's, yeah. Two games Impact he came on in seventy odd minutes or whatever. He played twenty both, minutes yeah. and yeah, scored in both of them. Um, I'm not too bother worried about that at the moment. I think yeah, he had a tight groin or something, so they didn't want to risk it and they didn't play him against Nottingham Forest. Fine, he should be he's back. Still for fair, him. yeah. Yeah, so exactly. He's, he's this is his kind of breakthrough season, really. Um, you can you can give him a couple of games off or whatever. Um, but yeah, I still think that he can. He'll, he'll do a lot of good things, and I think at the moment, yeah, I'd still probably start him ahead of Pulisic. Yeah, on the left, I'm assuming. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, uh, I guess in Martinelli up top, maybe. I think that maybe where the future lies for him. I think. Yeah, personally, well, is where I think the future lies. Yeah, depending on who we're who we're obviously looking to bring in um, this January. I was just having a look through some of the um, the transfer centre online, and uh, Arsenal have been mentioned a couple of times in the last sort of hour or so. Um, cool. Udinese are looking to uh, potentially sign uh, Paolo Mari from us. Um, oh, wow. I know that uh, Marte are looking at 
Klasnach. Klasnach, yeah, that was one of them. And apparently we've contacted uh, Juve over a loan move for Arthur Melo. Arthur, yeah. Yeah, Arthur Melo. So, um, that would be good because not even starting for Juventus, that would be great. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, yeah, well, who knows what's going to happen in January, really. Hopefully, obviously, if we sign this Val- uh, Valovic as well, he can make, some, make a difference. But I think if Valovic is to sign for us, it's got to be now. I don't see him. Yeah. But I don't know why he'd bother signing in. Well, he should sign now as opposed to in the summer, because he's then got six months under his belt with Arteta, getting to know Arteta and the team, everything like that, and in that settling in period. And then when players like Lacazette go, and Aubameyang probably will leave in the summer on a permanent, if not obviously this January, if he goes out on loan for six months or whatever, then. Like he's given those six, uh, these six months to settle into the team, and hopefully by summer, start of next season, he'll be ready to go. Um, obviously, we basically did that with Odegaard. He didn't have a great sort of first six months with us, but and then obviously now since we signed him on a permanent, doing he's right. actually been really good. Yeah, he's doing all right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think we, that's the sort of move that he needs to be making as well. But who knows what's yeah. going to happen. No, it should be a good weekend of football and a good month of, well, a lot of just, is this going to happen? Is that going to happen as the classic transfer window is? And then everything will get done on, dan- on deadline day. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it should be interesting. I think I, I think City extend their lead at the t- top of the league. I just think that's not what's important. The top four race is going to be the interesting one because it is literally like, I'll still chuck United in there, but I don't think they're going to get it. But I'll put United, Tottenham, West Ham and Arsenal as the top four candidates for that four spot, I think, right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping because of, obviously, now we're out of the FA Cup, we don't have to worry about that. Obviously, I know that was a first and only game of the FA Cup campaign this year. But um, obviously, we've got Carabao Cup tomorrow. No Mane, no Salah um, for... Um, uh, Liverpool and a couple of other players. We've we've got a couple of players out, but nowhere near as bad as players like Mane and uh, and Salah. So hopefully that gives us a bit more that. of an advantage. But um, yeah, if we do go out of the Carabao Cup or whatever, then we focus on the Premier League, and that is it. Yeah. That, that's, that's winning the Cup anyway, so it's all good. Good luck. We but, are. Um, I feel. Good. But yeah, um, I think. Or even if we lose to Tottenham, we'll, they'll actually go above us this weekend. So, um, yeah, it just depends two on games in hand. Yeah, Tottenham two games in hand, and they're only two points yeah, yeah. behind us. So, yeah. Damn. Okay. I need it to be a boring nil-nil. <laughs> yeah, you got a new boy. You need a miracle, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we could, yeah. All right. Well, I think I think that's it for us today, isn't it? It is. I think. I think that's it. We uh, yeah covered a bit of FA Cup, bit of transfers, bit of Premier League, just a, a smorgasbord of uh, of football content for you. But we will be back next week for a review, preview, amalgamation again. Um, we'll be doing our thing. But uh, yeah, thanks everyone for watching. Um, thank you know, thanks yeah, subscribe, do all that. I, I, we haven't done this podcast in a while. I've forgotten how <laughs> I outro. Right. Thanks for watching, everyone. Make sure to like and subscribe and follow, you know, where it is. It's all above me right here. You know, Twitch, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Come follow us. Footy Fetch Podcast or Footy Fetch Pod, I think, on pretty much everything. Uh, But, yeah, take it easy. Thanks for joining me today, boys. It's nice to talk football with you again. No worries. And, um, yeah, hopefully we pick up three dubs this weekend, right? Fingers crossed. That'll be nice. But, anyway, take it easy. Bye. Bye.